today. I'm absolutely delighted to have Mr. Stuart Bourne on our podcast. Now, Stuart is a dynamic young business leader who, along with his two other co-directors, has built a stellar business in a very short period of time. Elaine Cove Office at the recent annual New South Wales Awards was awarded the most outstanding office for marketing. Stuart himself was second for the number of options within the group and top 10 uh, in the principal group for the number of sales. So, Stuart, thank you so much for giving of your time and welcome to Spark 20. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. Really excited. Great, mate. And um, Stuart, if we could just start off by describing a little bit about your real, real estate journey, how long you've been in the industry, um, what, what different jobs you've done, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I started in the industry 2011, uh, worked for a small agency um, in Epping, uh, learned a lot. It was an area that was very um, reliant on overseas buyers, um, was there for about eight months before joining another agency in Lane Cove. Um, for me, a, a sea change was needed um, as it probably wasn't connecting with that that uh, crowd. So sure. yeah, went to Lane Cove and um, close to where I grew up and um, and found my home and been here ever since. Um, um, prior to that, I was a used car salesman, so hopefully you won't hold <laughs> that against me, but um, oh. but learnt a lot. <laughs> so I think you've so learnt a one, one step up that ladder of... Um yeah. Respect-wise? Yeah, or a sidestep, you know, depending <laughs> on who's, whose side you're talking to, mate. Depending on who you are. Absolutely. <laughs> and your business, um, I know you've only been going Yeah. Well. Just tell our listeners a little bit about your business, how long you've been going for, you know, your staff and management, etc. Yeah, sure. So we started the business, um, there's three directors. We started the business in uh, August, the 1st of August 2017, so about 18 months ago. Uh, we opened the doors and that was really exciting. Um, we've grown from the three of us now to 13 staff. Um, we had no management, so we didn't start with a rent roll at all. Um, we're now up to about 150, um, wow. but including the 13 staff are, are more um, is seven sales agents. Um, a uh, combination of um, highly um, experienced agents and new agents as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, a good little team and it's still growing, um, which is exciting. Very exciting. And, and all three directors sell as well? All three are selling directors. Um, we have myself who uh, sort of runs more the business side and the sales side of the business. Nathan focuses on selling and looks after property management um, as okay. well. And you've got Alex, which uh, we're all jealous of. He's free to, to sell as much as possible. So um, <laughs> he, he keeps his ear to the ground and um, he, he's all guns firing on the sales side. Terrific, terrific. And how, how's the Lane Cove market so far in 2019? Um, that's a really good question and like probably much of Sydney, it, it is taking a bit of a beating. Um, prices are down about 20 to 22% from the peak uh, 18 months ago, right when we opened the doors. Yep. Um, most of our properties have one to zero buyers per property um, and stock in the last four weeks I've noticed has really dried up. Uh, so um, it's quite challenging yet quite um, exciting in terms of when you do have deals come together. They're not as easy as they were pre previously. So you obviously get more um, sense of achievement. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess well, you know, to that end, the number of agents has stayed the same or have you seen, seen um, an exodus of salespeople out of the Lane Cove market? Uh, agents themselves have stayed very similar. Um, only a couple have left. Um, there's 137 competing real estate agents 
uh, in Lane Cove, and I think only three or four have left the industry in the last six months. Um, I would say, though, it's going to be very interesting going ahead because I've sort of got four offices. We've already seen one office uh, sell to another um, competitor, and yeah. I think there'll be another three or four in the next one to two years that will probably look to merge with a, a bigger competitor. So. Um, That'll be a really interesting space to visit and, and see where that, what we can do in that space as well. Yeah, absolutely. Not by merging with them to close, but by merging <laughs> with them to buy them out. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that um, you know, um, amalgamation between businesses or, you know, the bigger businesses that are performing and operating better than the others, um, acquiring those smaller businesses, I think that's, as you quite correctly say, Stuart, it's going to be one of the, uh, the themes for the next, you know, 18 months to possibly three to four years. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really good opportunities um, across all areas for that and good acquisitions available, which is exciting um, to see. Yeah, absolutely. And primarily your um, your preferred method of sale in the market? Uh, definitely auction is preferred in, in Lane Cove. Um, my particular um, properties that I sell was apartments. I've been selling apartments for the last, or since I moved to Lane Cove. Um, when I first started in Lane Cove, uh, Nathan, who's one of the directors here, he was at another agency and um, everything was for sale and offers over when you could do that. And we'd typically list them on a, a Tuesday, Wednesday, have them up online by a Thursday, have them uh, first open home and we'd have them sold by Wednesday that following week. Um, wow. The problem with that, uh, was it was great you get quick sale but then you had to ask the sort of the question are you actually maximizing your your opportunity um, and not just yours but the vendors as well um, yeah. so I made it around that process as well isn't there sometimes when yeah old cloth situation people get their nose out of joint because you know if they're given a second opportunity or whatever it may be yeah definitely um, in terms of that, it's an interesting time to be talking about that because right now I'm actually negotiating a sale prior to auction and and it just reminds you of how you know how many landmines there are for really upsetting clients if you don't tread carefully and, and act really transparent. So um, yeah, so we introduced auction to our market. Um, I was the first agent to bring auction to the apartment market. It was very popular in the housing sector, but uh, in apartments, no one really did it. And um, our first sale um, it was 2013. I think the block record was 680, and we sold one for 920. Wow. Um, and I just realised how much money we'd left on the card <laughs> on the table for vendors. And and ever since then, uh, every agent in the area is now auctioned pretty much. That's great, great to um, to be leading the charge on something like that. So with your auctions, what what do you most con given the change in the market? What is it that you most concentrate on? during your campaign yep. to maximise the chance of a successful result and, you know, maximise the money that goes back to your vendors? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. With regards to what we concentrate, it's really the journey for the owner. Um, I really try and focus on what is their motivation, what is their end goal um, that they want to achieve. Yes, we want to get the most money we can in the, in the um, market we can, um, but we, we definitely want to um, keep an idea of the big picture why we're doing this in the first place. Um, lots of buyer work is needed at the moment. I'm finding that that would I would be dedicated to buyer work, whether it's private inspections, inspections outside of hours, um, uh, you know, making sure, following up they've got the contract, making sure that their finances are ready, putting them in contact with brokers. Um, so really servicing the buyers at a high professional 
And uh, the other thing that I, I find really important at the moment is trying to keep a really positive attitude with, um, you know, ones that uh, you might have, say, for example, if you've got 10 properties for sale, you might have one that's taking up a lot of your time yeah. uh, and not, you know, um, both sides are, are getting frustrated and it's not frustrated at your ability, but it's probably understanding that they're just frustrated with the situation um, and understanding that you can't let that impact your positive energy on all your other ones because that will bring them all down. Um, so, um, yeah, just focusing on that. So, Stu, what do you think is the most significant skill set or, you know, skill that you believe sets you aside from other agents in the market? Hmm. I sort of put that in line with what's our point of difference and why I shouldn't offend or choose us to sell their property. Um, because I feel like skill these days is something that a lot of agents have quite a high level of skill in our area. Um, so one of the things we bring to the table now is market share. Um, obviously we didn't always bring that, but we're now selling 52% of all apartments in Lane Cove are sold through the company. Uh, and we've got the top five agents working under one brand, which is really powerful. Um, in regards to um, history of pricing, we, we're very factual on that. So we're 16.4% above on our average sale price compared to our closest competitor. Um, and, and trying to convey that to an owner through statistics is really important. And then I would say that I'm still hungry, mate. I'm still hungry uh, for the business. There's still more we can do. So I think that's really key to when you're at that level, you still want to keep the vendor, you know, knowing them, knowing that you're hungry for the business, they feel that you're going to really go for every uh, every dollar. And I think I think of the market as a bit of a war zone. So right now we're getting to a position where we've been lucky enough to, through the teamwork that we've had in the office, to get to a position where um, we are starting to win that war quite consistently. And so now we just want to dominate it. Yep. So. Terrific, mate. And so you're obviously at a great point in your business now where you have significant market share in your markets and, you know, some top performing agents. But when you first started out, um, how was it that you were convincing owners to give you the business then? Uh, <laughs> thinking back to then, uh, the best thing I would say and, and what was the realisation uh, when I left my previous agency, I realised that the Owners choose the agent that they want to sell with as opposed to the agency. As long as you have a, a good brand, you don't go off brand and, and things like that, and your brand adds value to them. Um, I think having a, a good understanding that at the end of the day, it's a people business. If you can still demonstrate um, why you're better value or um, why someone should go with you and what you're going to bring to the table. Um, I mean, at the early stages, the things that we bring to the table were, you know, we're super energetic. We've got a point to prove, um, you know, we're going to take take on the big guys. No one else has done that. And quite quickly, we got traction with that. And from there, um, I feel like also when you start a business, agencies in the area, they'll give you quite a hard time. They'll definitely say be saying things like, uh, for example, you know, they're not going to have a great database because they only just started or they're going to be super busy starting their business. So um, showing, I mean, I was taking my laptop to, to um, in, in appraisals and I was sitting down with vendors showing them, you know, well, that's actually not correct. This is what we've got. Um, and really spending the time with them and saying, well, hang on, if I'm that time poor, 
why would I be spending an hour and a half with you at your property praising it? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just focusing on the client, what they want. Terrific. Um, and speaking beforehand, you guys obviously sold a significant number of properties last year, and you you personally sold a huge amount. Um, given how early you are in the business. So how are you managing your um, work and home life balance, Stu? <laughs> home life is about 10%. I have been home at some stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, at the moment, I think keeping your eye on the big picture where uh, my wife understands why we're doing this and that it is temporary. Um, and so, yeah, about 90% of my time is spent at work. But when I'm at home, I'm really present at home. So... Um, my wife can rely on that. So when I come home, I'm not, you know, trying to keep to myself or anything. I, I'm actually trying to, you know, engage with them and really hear them out. And, and I think that feeds enough. Uh, I'm probably spending the same amount of time or um, that I would if I was there for 50-50. Um, I'm yeah. just using it more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And, and all those things, as you say, when you're present, you've got to be present, mate, and, you know, not having your phone in your hand, just continuing all that stuff and focusing on your wife. And your yeah, friends, mate, that's, that's getting rid of the distraction. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. And so do you have a, a personal support team, Stu, or do you have a, a admin team within the business that supports you day-to-day? Yep, absolutely. Um, I think that's imperative to anyone wanting to, to really grow their business. Um, so I do have a, a PA, um, her name is Margaret. She's phenomenal. She basically runs the team. Um, in terms of her day-to-day activities, it's organising our calendar, responding to emails, um, putting together opens, attending photo shoots. She's a lot better at those things than I am. So um, why not hand that over? Um, I've also got a junior agent that works with me, um, Oscar, who's phenomenal. Um, he was in recruitment prior, so I decided to recruit the recruiter. Yep. And... Um, from there, he's um, dealing with buyers that are not yet ready to buy or um, that's a big uh, big aspect for us is that there's a lot of buyer data that's not being used by people not ready to, to make an offer. doesn't mean that they aren't going to be ready in two months' time to make an offer and be your best buyer. So um, building that, um, that level of service early on sort of sets us apart. Which is, you know... Turn about to your success, no doubt, Stu. And, you know, as we spoke about earlier, the ability to build a longer-term relationship with a buyer now because, as you say, even though today they might not be ready, they might still be saving or, you know, waiting for something to happen, you know, whatever it might be, um, if you have that relationship with them at the time, you know, obviously you'll be in a great position to sell them something when the time is right for them as well. Um, do you work to an ideal perfect week? I try to as best as I can. <laughs> um, the week starts or the day starts pretty early. So every, I have a, I have a pretty simple ideal week. Um, I found that having, you know, half hour, some people I've seen break it down into half an hour. I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. have you know lunch at this time. And I just found that too controlling and, and inflexible. And I found that when I tried to do that, um, it would actually backfire and I'd say, Oh, that doesn't work and just throw it out the door. So have a really straightforward, uh, daily plan which is in the morning uh, first thing I do is call vendors touch base with them let them know that I'm thinking of them and what we're doing for the day um, after that uh, we'll be touching base with the team see where they're at because I think Sorry, we're keeping them on track you're calling the vendors every day yep absolutely um, from there uh, contacting the team um, and just seeing how they're they're at um, from there I have one-on-ones with the 
sales agents in the morning. Um, then afternoon is kept for appointments and putting deals together. Um, in your business at the moment, obviously technology in the last 10, 15, 20 years has become increasingly important to businesses and their success and perception of success in the marketplace. So are you using any products particularly that are really boosting and assisting your business? Uh, I, we are. We're very big on social media. Um, we've really only pushed that in the last sort of eight months. And I had a meeting with one of the ladies from REA and she said to me, she said, Stu, you guys are doing really well, but you don't look like that on social media. And, and it made the realisation that, hang on, our vendors, and I already sort of knew this, but our vendors are, and our clients are searching us um, and they're trying to find out every little bit of information prior to us walking in the door. I, I reckon most vendors have made up their mind who they're going to go with before they even have three agents in the door. Um, yeah. And a lot of that comes down to um, you know what they can find on social media. So that's really important. So having everyone in line with the same branding, um, consistent, um, we're not just, our social media strategy is not just about look at this listing, look at this listing, oh, this is a sale that we made, oh, we made this much commission on this because the vendor or the purchaser doesn't really care how much money you made. They're more interested on, well, hang on, we sold this, this was what we sold it via auction and we chose that strategy because of this, this and this and this was the result. It ended up in three people and the vendor got X amount more than, um, more than their reserve or something that's not real estate focused in terms of, um, you know, we just finished the Easter competition where we gave away, um, uh, you know, uh, Easter show tickets to colouring in comps and um, and things like that and trying to engage with our um, our clients that way. Uh, I'm also a bit old school where DLs, um, so letterbox drops in our area are very popular. Yeah. Um, it is highly competitive competitive in the way that every real estate agent in Lane Cove drops a letterbox every week. <laughs> so it can be, it's very costly. However, um, yep. so, so when I, that has, start, to, has to be hitting the mark, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, I think I like with, with uh, letterbox drops, obviously understanding that 99% of them are going to have a lifespan of the letterbox to the bin that's pretty much it. But for us, it's about um, brand recognition. And yep. a lot of times, you know, we'll be talking to a client and they'll say, oh, mate, I always see you in my letterbox. You're everywhere. And they just have that perception. Um, funny enough, I had an agent in the office that uh, probably hasn't done as much as they previously did in the last six weeks. And I met one of our um, past buyers that lives in the, in the street. And they said, oh, what happened to this salesperson? Um, I don't see them anymore. And I spoke to the sales agent and they said, yeah, look, I've dropped off on that one. I need to pick it back up. So we've put that in place. But yes. it's funny how the perception is if you're not dropping, then, then you're around. like, do you even work there anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which so you're quickly forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and then once again, it's like everything we, we want to do in our business that's given us success previously. It's about the consistency that sits behind that to make sure we continue to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stu, what would you say is your greatest achievement in business? Greatest achievement in business? Um, I'd say 
having the courage to to go out and um, start our own agency that's yeah. pretty exciting um, in terms of that second to that would be um, recruiting sensational agents um, and a really good team um, and obviously your higher sale always stands out um, I'm renowned for selling apartments um, but I had a friend of my dad's want to sell his waterfront and we ended up selling it for 7.6 million so um, it just sort of proved that the strategy works no matter what you're selling um, yeah. but that was probably the standout sale um, but I'd say more than anything, it's the relationships that you create. Um, yeah. That's great, mate. And, and tell me, Stu, are you a real estate investor, developer, or you're, sorry, are you a real estate investor or do you see yourself, you know, spreading out and doing some development down the track? Oh, look, I'll never say never. Um, my previous boss um, at the agency I was at actually did that and is very successful at that. Um, is it in my game plan right now? No, I'm really content and happy with what we're growing um, as a business. Um, do I invest in real estate? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think you'd be crazy to work in a business um, that gives you an opportunity to substantially increase your financial position and not um, invest in property, even though the market's down. Um, I would be you know, trying to get as much as possible. Um, and I think it gives you an understanding of what the emotions are as a vendor and a purchase of what they're going through yeah um, yeah future development possible um, but that I think right now would be a distraction to our business sure well, Stuart thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today and share such wonderful information about yourself and your business and what it is that you hope to achieve we really appreciate it and uh, thanks for joining us on spark 20 no worries thanks Shane looking forward to seeing everyone at the next event Thank you so much for joining us here on Spark 20, the real estate podcast, which is proudly supported by the Rain and Horn Group. Please make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes or where it is that you get your podcast from. And we look forward to having your company again next time.